You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Here, we're going to start with that right off the bat, Paul. We're not editing it. I can't talk. What's up, man? Five words in the The, the, the Ohio Outdoors Podcast. Yes, Welcome to Ohio Outdoors Podcast. We're going to get an episode today, man. A lot of fun. Yeah. Fun, fun episode. I want this episode to be called um, Private Tick Richard. Is what I would like this. Just go Private Tick Dick right off the bat. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah, it's in there. I don't know if, I don't know if the Google machine... And uh, what's what's Brad call it? the Silicon Valley algorithms with like not Silicon Valley Bank? We know that. No, <laughs> the uh, uh, we might get some new followers by putting uh, Tick Tick as our. We could, yeah, and stick around. You're going to hear this story. Uh, this is a crazy story from our buddy Glenn. So, wow. yeah, you're going to love it. This is a, this is a fun episode, man. I really enjoyed it. And. I, as we mentioned in the show, you know, I have a uh, personal vendetta against ticks and I hate them. And oh God, uh, I don't know why such a small little insect. Well, I know why. And you'll hear why a small little insect put the fear of God into you. But uh, they're no joke. This, so- this, this episode is really fun and funny ish. Make you cringe. But at the same time, like uh, it's very serious. Uh, this is not a joke. But. You know, last year we had Dr. Tim McDermott from Ohio State on, and he's kind of like the tick expert for the state. Uh, that was very in-depth on the tick biology and all that kind of stuff. So you can go back and listen to that. I don't think much has changed on that end. Um, I might try to get an update from him to see if there is anything earth-shattering. But uh, this one is more of a real world. Yeah. That's the best way to learn, right? Storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. You get a good one today. Yeah. So oh, enjoy that, man. What, what have you been up to? You're getting ready to go south. Man, I am. So tomorrow morning, so Tuesday morning, I'm, I'm headed down to Florida. I'm going to leave probably 4 a.m. I'm going to make it down to, I don't know, southern Georgia, central Georgia, somewhere in Alabama. I'm not sure where yet. Spend the night and then. We'll head south, man. Do some turkey hunting. Find some Osceolas, so, huh? Yeah, find some Osceolas. I'm gonna our buddy Parker McDonald. We're going down. We're gonna do some video work and do some podcasting and hunting turkeys, man, in the swamp. So, dude, I I can't wait, man. So you're gonna hunt on Wednesday? We'll probably like roost birds and just do some scouting. Just get acclimated with the the properties, uh, the WMA that we're hunting down there. Um see how that goes and then and then thursday morning will be the first full day of hunting gotcha yeah so in your preparation for this like in my mind it would be i'm going to swamps i gotta like 
gear up. I got to find, make sure I got everything I need. Have, have you come across things that you didn't plan to so, buy? Or? That's a good question. I, I asked one of our uh, NWTF board members. We had a board meeting yesterday, state board meeting. And I asked, I told him that, that I was going down to hunt. And, and he hunts Florida every year. And I said, do I need like hip waders? And he's like, what the hell do you need hip waders for? I'm like, well, because of the swamp. And he's like, buddy, if you, if you can walk through that water that's deeper than your ankle, he's like, there's probably an alligator in it. He's like, so that's your measure. He's like, if it's deeper than your boot, don't walk in it. <laughs> he's like, sure as hell, don't put hip waders on. He's like, you will run into alligators down there in that in that deeper water. He's like, it's no joke. Does that make you nervous at all? Um, it does. Yeah, I think I think if if I was just like, eh, no, I don't care. You know, that's I think that's just me putting on the front. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm nervous, dude. I don't like stuff. I don't like snakes. I don't like spiders. That's why I live in Ohio, man. We don't have any crazy stuff like that. So, are you gonna like? I mean, you got to still walk out in the middle of the night, right? Or the morning? And... Oh, man. I'm going to do it. Thank God I got someone with me. <laughs> I mean, I would do it by myself. But, I mean, there are moments down, you know, here in Ohio where I'm like, oh, this is is real dark today. Um, what was that noise? Right. <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. Owls and bobcats and stuff. I mean, Sasquatch. Some... Yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah, man. So, no, dude, there's a couple of us going out. Um, I guess safety in numbers, right? But there's some weird stuff in Ohio, man, or in in Florida. I mean, do pythons and cottonmouths, hogs, hogs, giant spiders, alligators, like that, dude. Everything that I don't like about the animal world is in one (laughs) area of this country, and it's in southern Florida. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. But I I am, I'm a little apprehensive again because i've never i've never done it i've never hunted down there. i'm with you man i'm with so you the only the only swamp that i've been through in florida was in there's like uh it's like one of the uh what's the fountain the fountain of youth who who was the cortez man? cortez they, they they you know that was one of the uh one of the areas that that him and his band of marauders went to because they thought it was the fountain of youth and conquistadors, it's just conquistadors yeah conquistadors conquistadors there you go uh and so it's just like this this like it's just this natural spring and over the centuries like this little uh community has popped up around there there's not much there but walking you can walk into the swamp and it's just and they, they they're like this is what wild florida looks like and so they got like a boardwalk cut through and there's like ankle deep water everywhere. There's this massive like mangrove forest and cypress trees. And I mean, dude, it was wild. So, but it was on top, you're on top of a boardwalk. Like you're walking on a deck. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I've been to Florida many times. My grandparents lived down there growing up. Um, but like, I never think of Florida for wild Florida. And I've listened to shows and stuff where guys talk about the hunting down there and all that kind of stuff. I think of fishing because obviously the, the salt water and everything. But yeah. Man, the idea of of like I don't I don't know I just need to spend more time in that. I've been through. Region. I was down at Lake Okeechobee. I've been to Lake Okeechobee a couple of times, and there was this one. I, I used to I was driving through, and it was like I love the old road signs, like the um, like historical markers, and like I'll stop and, and read them, you know. And so I stop, and it was like there was this huge flood in Central Florida. Like it took it was a hurricane. It picked up. All of the water, not all of the water, but it picked up like a massive wall of water from Lake Okeechobee and dumped it on the western edge of this. So up until Lake Katrina, or it was it was the, and it may still be, but I feel like Katrina surpassed it. It was the deadliest uh, natural disaster 
in U.S. history. And this is in like 1928 or something. Because it's like the hurricane of 28. And I read a book about it. But so I stop, I see this road sign, I stop, I get out and it's like, so I'm walking through and I'm reading about this, like this, this hurricane flood. And it was that same thing, wild Florida, but it was on a boardwalk and there's like swamps and you get to this massive pile. This, it clearly it's man-made, right? This giant pile of sand and there's rocks all over it. And there was a bunch of Haitian immigrants in this area of Florida. And when that, when that wall of water came through, it killed all of them, drowned. And so at, at the time, like Haitians didn't really have like any rights in this country. So they didn't count them in the death toll. So they said at the, like it was estimated there was like 32,000 people buried in this pit. It's not a pit. It's a mound because they don't, they, they can't dig. And so it was nuts, dude. There was gators all over this, like around it. It was crazy, man. So if I get into some shit like that, I'm coming back to Ohio pretty quick. Man, I'll be honest. With I'm, you. I'm really interested to hear about it because to yeah. me, I have no desire to hunt Florida. Uh, I really yeah. don't. You know, and it might. So it's like you or watch, Louisiana. Yeah, you watch videos of people hunting Florida, Louisiana, and like Mississippi, and they got those damn cotton mouths that like chase you and everything. I'm like, I, I, I am hesitant, but I'm going to do it just because I want to kill an Osceola, you know. And, and, and you guys are going to see it because we're going to Parker and, and two of his buddies are filming this entire thing. So it's going to be cool, man. We're putting together something pretty neat. Yeah, but most yeah. it's probably going to be me being a chicken about something. <laughs> I mean, if there's a goblin turkey, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I can deal with a lot. <laughs> so it well, will, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. That'd it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. So other than that, man, I've just been working like a freaking maniac trying to get turkeyseason.com up and running and keep the NWTF lights up and running and keep this up and running. My family, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, it is. it's a grind, man. Oh uh, yeah. We do it. Cause, cause we enjoy it. If I got, we didn't enjoy it. We wouldn't do it. I'm not, not plugging for you, but I got the NWTF member, uh, you know, renewal in the mail the other day. Oh, sitting yeah, on my stack of things to do. Just cut me a check, dude. Be a life member. If you're listening, $5,000 life to date, community given. Yeah, no problem. For me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just do two life memberships while two we're life. at it. That's, it's called diamond life. Andrew. Oh, sorry. Diamond life. <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, I haven't been up to a whole lot. We did do a little shed hunting. I guess I went out two days. That was you like did, yeah. two weeks ago. And I don't know, man. I uh, I didn't have a whole lot of luck um, finding anything. The and then I got I sent you that picture the other day. Still got antler deer walking in front in of the, the backyard. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things talking with Glenn, he, you know, he's up in basically Northern Michigan. He said they all dropped theirs between Christmas and, and New Year's. No. And here we still have them with antlers on the camera, but that pro that one property where I sent that picture from, I mean, they're, they're not stressed. They got food, they got yeah. cover, they got everything. But the thing like up there where Glenn's at and Glenn is our guest on the show tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, he had like a foot of snow on the ground when we were up there. Or not, I mean, it was at least six or seven, eight, eight inches. That was the first snow we had seen. First that snow was that he'd seen. 12th. That was, yeah, November 12th. And then, I mean, by Christmas, I know while we were up there, he got a foot yeah, while we were up there. snow warning or that weather warning when we were coming yeah, back. So, yeah, man, I, that, I would imagine that's got to play. When you add in a snowpack that's freaking 30 inches deep, that's got to play into to the the health of the of all wild animals it's amazing how like like just think of, and, and, and i hate to turn this to turkeys but think of how no you don't you love to you're right just think of how like those little bastards are scraping 
30 inches deep. The snowpacks like in Montana and, and you know, South Dakota, like that's crazy. And the UP, that's nuts, man. It's Evolution. Evolved. And they can't the smell. Dirt. That's what's crazy. So they're out there just like, well, I hope there's something here. I'm going to dig into this freaking snowbank. So, that's funny. Uh, so Andrew, I was, I feel bad. I had to push my trip to back just a little bit. Uh, and I missed my chance to be on the Uncensored podcast with our buddies down at Go Wild. Their their episode today that released on the sports the Beaver Empire. one, Beaver. What was it? Beavers and titties or something? Beavers and boobies? I don't I don't know what was it. I didn't see the title, but I listened. It, I was listening on the way over here. Derek talking about funny. The yeah. Beavers. yeah, yeah. And then like the first like twenty seconds of the show, someone's like, "Derek smells like beaver." <laughs> He was out trapping beaver. So, yes, yeah. So, thanks to those guys. Time to go wild.com. Download the app on uh, Android and iPhone. Sign up. You get 10% off on the on your first order there. They got some really cool stuff for turkey hunting, man. I got uh, picked up a decoy. Came in the mail today. Looking looking forward to using that down south. So, nice. yeah, man. Looking forward to that. Yep. Hit us up on Go Wild uh, O2 podcast if, if you're on there. So, and yeah, Paul Campbell. Uh, I did a really neat episode about the the near me feature for turkey hunting. You can find it on there. So it's pretty. Is that you? Yeah. It was me. Yeah, very good. Uh, let's see what else we got. Midwest Gunworks. So Cameron and the boys over there. Great operation. Oh, All yeah. the parts, ammo, everything. Guns. MidwestGunworks.com. Code Ohio Outdoors five. Save yourself five percent on any purchase that you make there. They got choke tubes for turkey season. They got turkey sights. ammo. They got sights. They got red dots. They got gunsmithing. Uh, work if you need it if you need stuff for your ar they got freaking everything berettas benelli's i mean they got a lot of stuff that's not made by the gun manufacturers so that's kind of their niche man yep so yeah you need anything for a firearm midwestgunworks.com ohio outdoors five save yourself five percent so and we've been talking that i bought a gun off of there yeah for my trip to oklahoma here in a few weeks oh that's coming coming which that'll be fun um working gonna go down and visit our buddy john from the oklahoma outdoors podcast and uh try to knock out a couple pigs but decided that if you're gonna go you gotta have the right setup right yeah. obviously so yeah. <laughs> anyway so i ordered that gun it's uh what is a six five creed more we'll get more i'll get some videos and stuff put you know up for that once we get it going honest to god paul haven't shot it yet. Is it dipped in first line? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I should. Uh, the, it's on there. You can buy the. I should buy the film. But the. Um, I just been way too busy. I have not even shot around through that gun yet. But that brings us to the next new sponsor that we're we're gonna sponsor partner that we're gonna work with here a little bit, and we're not sure exactly how this is gonna work. But proud to announce that we're gonna. Do a little work here with X-Vision. So X-Vision, uh, it's xvisionoptics.com. Now, I encourage you to get on there and take a look at it. This was new to you and I. This so was, yes. We were introduced to this when we went up to our Drummond Island trip. And uh, Glenn had a couple of their... Uh, night vision and thermal products. Yes. Night vision goggles he had, or binoculars, binoculars. I guess they officially called. Thermal scope. And then thermal sight thing. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And it was so cool. And we, so could, cool. we could look at Scary Terry out the window and see where he was at. We had a blast with that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you're into coyote hunting or coon hunting, and, I mean, all of that stuff is legal in the state of Ohio for, for coyote. For coyote. Um, 
And then just like the, the binoculars, the night vision binoculars, those things were cool, man. Just you need to those see. to go and walking through the swamps. Oh, to see what's out there. Is a gator come to get me? They're cold blooded, though. You think they give off? Oh, man. I got to give something. Right? Yeah, that's a good question. Just see, I'm just well, flying at me. We'll ask Sawyer when we get him on. But the, uh, so X Vision does thermals, night vision stuff. Uh, we're going to work with them, you put one of their scopes on this gun, take it out hog hunting in Oklahoma post some cool videos, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Stuff for error platforms. They have all sorts of stuff. Man. They're, yeah. they're range-finding binoculars. I played with those at an NWTF event down in Tennessee. Those things were bad, man. They were real cool. Yeah. And they're not like freaking $8 billion like the Leica ones are or whatever. They yeah. Are. So. Yeah. But good stuff, and uh, we'll get you more information on that. But xvisionoptics.com. So. I'm sure, you, I'm sure they're on Instagram, too. I've seen some of their stuff. Yes. Yeah. They got some cool stuff. Keep looking up. So, uh, half rack, half dash rack, half dash rack. Half rack hat on. I do. I love this. I hat. need. I need a loin. I need a, the the meat log. I can't wait to get that sucker when it comes available. And we were just told it's coming out in two sizes. Two sizes. Is that privy information? I don't know. You heard it here first. If it is, sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the boys over at Half Rack. Lots of cool things going on. We were talking to TJ the other day. They've got. Uh, cool little bow hanger thing. I mean, some of this stuff, the ba- the bow hangers need. It's got the little hook for the packs, which is pretty cool. It is one that you screw in, so like you know, public land schmucks like me, we can't use it. Um, the thing that I like the most about there, I use it all the time. They've got that freaking. So first off, I'm looking at it right now that that wildcat bow case, that thing. And dude, this stuff was like fifty. It's like fifty bucks. This is not an expensive case, but it's de- it's good quality. I haven't. I didn't have any issues with that. The Boone Sling, which is the leather sling embossed with the first or with the uh, half rack logo, that thing's slick, man. Yeah, I've been using that since deer season. But I like the thing a lot. The cool thing about those guys is, I mean, they're engineers. So like, you got engineers and they're hunters, so they design things. They're like their brains tick like that, where they they see something like I can make that better or I can redesign this and and come up with cool yeah. products. So yeah. half dash rack dot com. Um, we're gonna have a code soon for that yeah for that website keep, we'll get keep, keep your eyes out for that and let's see and obviously thanks to our buddies over there at first light because best closing ever that's it ever so except for the new Terra that you don't like that's just the color it's because I'm a per- little you're hunting you want to know people know it says first light on it. Like I don't like the color brown. Orange. People know you were in first light. I think box. it it's goes okay. back to my love for the Cleveland Browns that I, I hate the color brown. Like it's just been embedded me as a child. You just see the color brown. I'm like, oh, I'm, that's a loser color. <laughs> what do you got for news? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so just cry every time. All right, let's go. Now we're we're off. We're derailed. Derail. Uh, let's see some news around the state. Um, let's start with. The, so, I, on the back of your book, you've got the Alan Carl sticker, friend of the program, Alan Carl. He's releasing a new album. I think I saw that. He's got. It, it sounds pretty good. He's got little clips of it on Instagram. It sounds pretty good. You can pre-order that sucker. I want to say like March sixteenth, something like that. Support that guy. That guy's gonna be. He's gonna yeah. be a star, dude. He's, I like his music. Very I like much. him. Yeah, him and Dustin Huff both that we had last year. They're yeah. great. So, all right. So let's start with some news here. Nothing earth-shattering, but some kind of cool stuff. So we've got the 2023 Ohio State Parks photo contest has officially been launched. Uh, so Odie and I will take some pictures 
Uh, let's see, you have to snap a great photo at one of the Ohio's 75 state parks and enter it into the competition. There are categories, main character moment, sidekick shenanigans, home base harmony, seasonal surprises, and hero's journey. <laughs> See, seasonal surprises, though. <laughs> yep. Okay. This is a category for okay. pictures. So, moving on. Let's see. Submissions must be made by April 4th. The final winners will be announced May 5th. Top prize is a GoPro Hero 10 waterproof camera. So you can find more information at ohiodnr.gov. Cool. Let's see. There is going to be a Waterway Safety Council virtual meeting on March 29th. So that's kind of nice if you want to jump on there. And uh, I think it's open to the public. From 9 to 11, uh, again, check out odnr.gov to find out more information where you can get the link and stuff like that. There's a Wildlife Council meeting this upcoming Wednesday, the 15th, the Ides of March. So if you're interested in that, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on with, uh, with those folks, at the wildlife council. So keep, keep your eye on that. We'll have to break down some of that, uh, at, at a later date, but they're coming after the fall Turkey season again. There's some, some pushback from that. So to extend it or no, like to, to, to get rid of away it. with it. Yeah. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. Yeah, I'll fight we'll, that fight, but we'll wait till we get mark or somebody on to talk about that but uh spring temperatures are ushering in ohio's native wildflowers so this is one paul that i this is like close to, to the That's best cool. for me yeah it's neat stuff so when i was in college we did a lot of plant identification classes and i'll never forget like the first one i think i took was spring perennials okay well there's not a whole lot that first part of your your quarter because okay. you know like the you know cone flowers and rudbeckia and stuff like that's not even up that like the things that you think about is perennials yeah but we covered a lot of native um spring ephemerals so okay this what is, is a spring ephemeral it's it's a very fleeting plant it comes does quick shot and then gone dies back within days yeah so and it doesn't even like the foliage will die back a lot of them and and you just don't even really realize they're there but they're very important to the ecosystem, and it's like one of the first plants for pollination and stuff like that um, that the insects and, and animals can use. But it's also something that we you definitely overlook it. If you look, I mean, you blink, they're gone. But um, we, we talk about invasive plants sometimes, and this is one where, like, you get something. I was out shed hunting, and I noticed a honeysuckle. That was damn near fully leafed out. Isn't that crazy? All right. So that yeah. plant is going to come out because it's invasive and it, lo- it comes from Siberia and it loves cold weather. And like the first chance it gets going, it goes. And, you know, as soon as you start getting some longer daylight plants out, okay, it blocks out the canopy for these spring ephemerals that don't, that need that sun that normally are waiting for oaks and things to leaf out later mm-hmm. in the year. So when you have those the invasives come through, they can choke those things out of the ecosystem that's Which impact. That's negative bad. impact. Yeah. It's not good. So uh, be on the lookout <laughs> if you get out in the woods for some of these different things. Snow trillium, spring beauty, skunk cabbage, uh, hepatica, bloodroot. There's a bunch of them. I think Virginia bluebells is my favorite. But Dude, the bluebells are the best. If you're if you're a turkey hunter. You and I the, saw some really nice dude, ones last year. We yeah. did. There's there's some stuff in some of those river bottoms that we were in. Virginia, Virginia. Virginianic, I think. Yeah. 
I'm I think that's the Latin name. Oh, I used to be really good. I've, I forgot. I've, 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 heard, I've heard some of it. But. Dude, bluebells, man. Those things. I, I, I can't walk through them either. Mm-hmm. They're so pretty. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to walk around. True blue is one of those colors you don't find in plants and flowers yeah. in general. Yeah. In it's nature. Just a, so. They're so cool. I, I've got a really neat picture of a bluebell patch that I found turkey hunting a couple years ago i'll find it do you remember the thousands of them i took we were out turkey hunting and there's a huge patch of them and i took a picture of you and then you must have stepped away and i tried to take the picture again all of a sudden you were gone so like if you're scrolling through my pictures it'd be like oh there's paul paul disappeared it's like the same picture with (laughs) and without you yeah that's wild so all right now that we've gone into botanical horticulture let's go to uh geology discovery day so this is a good chance to get out and learn about rocks and minerals and fossils for all ages. It is going to be March 25th from 10 to 2 at Wright State University Lake Campus in Salina. Uh, if you want to learn any more about that. And finally, the Ohio Fish Hatchery Open House begins March 25th. So ODNR is encouraging you to get out and get to some of, some of these state fish hatcheries and learn a little bit more about what they do and their purpose and and all that comes with that. So uh, open house, free of charge. You can hear all about that. Let's see where we at. March 25th is in St. Mary's. So, hey, is that the same day as the Salina thing? Oh, my gosh. You get fish and rocks, and they're right down the road from each other. Let's go. Get Bo. Hey, yeah. Bo, there you go. You got yep. something to do on March Come 25th. On, Bo. The uh, April 1st, Hebron State Fish Hatchery. Might have to go check that one yeah. out. Uh, April 1st, Senecaville. Uh, April 15th is Castalia. That's back by my old stomping grounds. Kincaid State Fish Hatchery. It's Castalia? I've been saying that Castilla for my entire life. I I did not know that. Mm. Oh, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Castalia. Uh, April 15th, tax day, Kincaid State Fish Hatchery. And then uh, May 6th is London State Fish Hatchery. So. Those fish hatcheries are neat, man. Yeah. No, they're pretty cool. Might just go check that out. Anywho. Apply apply for your turkey hunts. Spring permits are open. Those Special are permits are open. Those close through the end of the, the month. End of the month. Last day in, in March, rather. Man, buddy, I think that's that's all we got for it, man. news. I think uh I think you guys are gonna enjoy this show that we got. Oh, it's today. a lot of fun. This is a this is a good time. So serious talk, but funny. Yep. So well, thank you so much for listening to the O2 podcast. Really appreciate you guys for all the support that you've given us over the last, dang, almost two years. Um, close. Ah, that's crazy. What a run. What a run. So find us on Instagram, the.o2.podcast. Find us on Go Wild O2 podcast. Visit, uh, visit our sponsors, Go Wild, um, First Light, Half Rack, Midwest Gunworks, X-Vision, and check out turkeyseason.com. You guys are going to love that site. You're going to love all of them. So, uh, turkey season's here, months. It is. It's two days, buddy. It is. See you guys. See ya. You always sound Excellent. good, Paul. You always sound good. So. Buttery. Well, Buttery. We've Buttery got our, uh, we got our buddy, Glenn Reich. It is Reich. Is that correct? Like, I guess I've never that's, asked you. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's correct. It's not some Northern Michigan weird pronunciation type thing. So, Reich, Glenn Reich. I've, I've heard it all, man.
I have heard it all. I, you know what? I don't care what you say. My how you say my last name. If you spell my my first name with two N's, we're done. <laughs> like that's that's a that's a that's a game over for me. Uh, my uh, my dad spelled his his name with two N's. Yeah, I, I was so I, I met a, a guy um, on the river. We were we were fly fishing the Asaba River. My father in law and I were, and uh, I come up and we're we're getting our boats together and. Uh, the guy says, uh, Hey Glenn, can you make sure you grab that anchor? And I looked over at him and I'm like, you're not, I'm not helping you. I don't know who you are. And my father-in-law says, your name's Glenn. And he says, yeah, my name's Glenn. He says, Oh wow. That's crazy. And, and, uh, he says, I bet you, uh, you know, don't spell your name the same way that I do. And I, I said, one end. And he said, no, two ends. And so, so you spell yours like a stripper. <laughs> and so now whenever I see him on the river, I call him stripper Glenn. Nice. And uh, the best part of the story is, though, when he said, you know, oh, your name's Glenn, too. He looked over at my father-in-law and said, what's your name? And the guy, my father-in-law says, Lee. And he says, my name's Lee, too. And I'm like, all right, this is getting too much, man. <laughs> we have crossed too many wires in the Matrix. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, hey, Glenn. That's wild. It's good to talk to you, buddy. The um, Why don't you give a, a quick run, run on your background uh, as far as what you do and um, why why you do what you do in the hunting industry um, for our listeners, because I think we, we've, you've had you on before. Uh, that was our deer camp uh, pre pre camp episode. We never got to do the post camp episode. We still probably never did the follow up No, next year, but uh, yeah, just go ahead and hit us with a little bit of your background. Yeah. Um, so I've been in the outdoor industry since 20, 11 2012 um got in actually started off with a white wildlife white-tailed deer nutrition company um we that developed into creating like attractants and then that developed into creating hunting backpacks uh and that also kind of developed into doing some side hustling and freelancing while i was working with them and um, ended up getting into some pretty big brands. And before you know it, I, um, started working with a company called Kelly brand management. Um, we do, uh, everything sales and marketing, um, soup to nuts front to back. Uh, my, my specific role is e-commerce. So, um, that's digital marketing. E-commerce is my kind of my forte. Um, I, when I was in the military, I was an intelligence analyst and, uh, I tracked the bad guy through the computer. So the skill set goes fairly well. You can just track the consumer through the computer, right? It's just so the same data analytics numbers, like everything that I live on. Like myself and data and trends and analytics is very similar to Paul and turkeys. Like you can get me, you start talking numbers and like conversion rates and you will go to sleep. And you, you do do that. I I'm, hope I'm not that boring, right? <laughs> You've done that from time to time. And I'm just like, st- we were driving the one day and you're just rattling off all kinds of numbers. And I'm just like, start looking out the window. Cause I yeah. just, I gotta yeah, see it. Uh-huh. I gotta be able to like grasp it. And there was so much flying <laughs> that day, but it's yeah. good stuff. Well, yeah, Paul chime in real quick. If, if I get yeah. this wrong, but I want to go through the history of how we, we got tied up with Glenn. All right. So you and I got invited down to a pre ATA party last year for the guys over at go wild, man. This was, was it? No, it was two years ago. Wasn't it? I don't know, man. Time's slipping by. It's, no, I guess it would have been 22. Yeah. yeah 22. Yeah. And it was down in Louisville and we go into this, this, it was a speakeasy. It was a, their little, their deal was Uh private party thing. We didn't know 
anybody there. Like we had never met Brad at, at Go Wild or any of those guys, but we were like, what the heck? You know, I remember we fought that snowstorm to get that ah, snowstorm at Kentucky. It was an Two inch of snow, of snow. So it was like, yeah, world, that was a dusting is what that was. was Southerners. The world shut down. Yeah. But I just remember we did diverted off into the mountains and whatever. But we ended up there, right? And uh, I think the first person that we became friends with was Phil. And that was only because he was dressed in the Sasquatch suit. So we talked to Sasquatch for a while, not actually knowing it was Phil. But then this guy named Glenn we got introduced to, right? And the way I look at it, I mean, I, I still count it as a blessing because um, Glenn kind of took a, like, oh, well, whoever these guys are, like, I'll talk to them. And he introduced us to so many people that night around that bar. Um, and really, it just took off from there. So for Glenn, we are forever grateful uh, for a lot of the connections that we have within the industry and our guests that we've been able to bring on and events we've gone to and all that kind of stuff. Um, but from that, you know, then we sat down at, at Senate Slam and we did the uh, we were talking about going to deer camp. Glenn's like, come on up this Drummond Island place that you and I didn't even know where it was. And I think our wives were there. Hey, can we do didn't this? Realize, didn't realize how long of a drive it was no we did not not at all and that you had to get on a ferry to go over to get to the island and all the fun t- details that go with it um he's like yeah come on up it's fun whatever so we got permission that night to do it so we're doing it we went up to wisconsin we did that uh conservation event together there was just all kinds of things that have snowballed from this so um is that about accurate paul that's it that's 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 definitely it and so I think the, the what we're going to talk about tonight, we talked about on that during the half rack event, the fundraiser, we talked about the story, but was it it was the part that I didn't I didn't hit record, right? So everyone missed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's right. We we have we have gone through yeah, that. Yeah, so you yeah, you told you told the story on our podcast, uh but I hadn't hit I didn't hit record for the first like gosh, what 35 minutes of that conversation, that live podcast. And I had to interrupt everyone and we had to start over. So yeah, it was something like that. Glenn, you froze on the screen. I hope you're still there, but yep. Okay. There, there it is. is. Um, so we, we last year, we did an episode. I'm still here. We did an episode with uh, Dr. Tim McDermott from Ohio state, man. He gave us the nitty gritty, the science on ticks, right? So that's something we all need to be concerned about when we go out into the woods Especially in the spring, even though realistically they're all always there and active. Um, and man, after this really mild winter down here, I have a feeling it's going to be even worse this year. So you got the science part of it last year. I should check back in with him to see if anything's really changed, but we'll just assume that not a ton's changed. But uh, I want to bring the real world kind of uh, what can happen issues uh that, that come to light and and there is potentially... i'm already laughing sorry man because i know the story <laughs> listen we're gonna we're gonna preface this glenn i don't want you to hold anything back uh this if you are squeamish you're gonna really just buckle up kids so <laughs> yeah so, i'd um... say let's let's get the kids out of the room on this one <laughs> yeah this is yeah this yeah, is not uh... um yeah, this is not you know definitely not young children appropriate. Uh, this is this is a very uh, intimate experience with a tick. However, yeah, we're... this is real, right? This is not yeah. a joke. Yeah. This is yeah. this is something that can oh. happen. And actually, Glenn, I told the story that you're going to tell us uh, to an entomologist at Ohio State, and he went into some very other 
detailed conversation. I mean, that this is not, you're not one off, right? This can happen to other people and and other ways. And they don't, they're not something to mess around with. So this is like, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of joking about it, but uh, in reality, this is something to take seriously, especially as we creep closer to Turkey season and shed hunting and everything um, that comes with all the outdoor fun in the sun in the summer. So, yeah. Yeah. And this is something that, that has impacted your life. I mean, yeah intensely this this experience with with a tick and and you know we'll we'll let you uh we've set the stage my friend (laughs) yeah set a high bar um so just just as another quick preface i have to start the story the same way every time so uh, i was in the military and uh so no shit there i was uh (laughs) balls deep in the sand uh i was low crawling i was in basic training um i was in fort jackson south carolina and there's there's signs everywhere that say, you know, no, uh, you know, be, be advised there's ticks. Right. And, uh, what year was this? Didn't really think this is man. This is 2000. This would have been 2000 and five, six. Okay. 2005, 2005. Wow, man. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I had just gotten out of high school in 04 and went into delayed entry program and signed up for the army like right away. And, uh, yeah, so I'm down there low crawling. Um, it's like red face, which is basically, they just, they just beat the crap out of you back then they did. Now it doesn't, I mean, I think you've got safe cards and whatnot and it's really soft army, but we won't go down that path. Uh, so back then it was tough, right? I mean, they, they're depriving you of sleep. Um, they're depriving you of, of a lot of calories. Um, it's minimal calories. And, and so you're just tired. You're just nonstop tired. And they have you dig holes in the ground um, called hasties. And then you sleep in them and they're shooting off like flare rounds at night and waking you up. And they're, you know, it's uh, they're using um, blanks from two, four nines and shooting, you know, machine gun fire. So that, it just gets you used to flashes and bangs and all the stuff. Right. And so in the middle of the night, when all of this is happening, like I wake up, it's just, it's this excruciating pain, like right in my groin area. And I'm so tired. I literally just like hold down on my groin area. Like I pinch down my groin area and like, just try to stop the pain. Like I, I, I can't imagine what is going on. So next morning, get up. We've got latrines like uh, you know Porta Johns out there, and uh, yeah, I, I'm you know shooting straight like you normally do, and uh, I, I'm missing by about a foot to the to the right, and I'm oh, you're paying is, is what you're yeah doing. yeah you're paying yeah, yeah I'm paying in the latrine and I, I I'm missing the my my target and uh, like what the heck? So I look down and flashlight and I look down and there are like legs insect legs sticking out from the end of my junk, like right up in the hole. Okay. And (laughs) like, okay. So Eagle Scout, Boy Scout, like I've been, I'm aware of what ticks are. I've never had a tick on me to this point, but I know what the rule book says. Right. So, so I'm like, okay, like assess the situation. What do you do? You know, right now it's just, there's no pain. It's already, like the pain is gone essentially. Right. Um, and I don't know. You because got, it numb the ticks numb it up. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I, right. I, I don't know the details about it, but I understand that they numb you when they, you know, like 
once they're when they're burrowing it might you might feel pain but then you know um that's pretty much it you could be numb right right away which is and then they're also going to go for like warm areas they're going to go for areas where like there's you know restrictive clothing and that type of thing so uh yeah i've got the you know it's clearly uh, an insect um and i'm thinking that it's a tick and uh so the first instinct the rule book says like burn it out like that's what you you know if you don't have anything because you don't want the the head to remain inside or the particulates of the head remain inside your body right if that gets in your bloodstream from what i understand it, it can um result in is it lyme disease or lyme disease um and right so I'm don't need that up is I go to an MRE, which is nearby, uh, you know, our food. They don't let you use the matches in MREs. So I take, uh, I take a match and try to like put my flashlight underneath my neck and light a match and then hold my junk and then like make sure that he doesn't go in any further and then like try to put heat to the end, hoping that. I can burn him out. Well, his intestinal fortitude was greater than mine. So like I'm burning the end of my stuff and he's not moving. In fact, I can feel him like digging in deeper, right? It's horrid. So I'm like, all right, I need more hands. <laughs> so <laughs> if you, if you haven't left yet, you know, uh, you, you're in for more. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I call, I go to my platoon guy. I'm like, Hey man, I need help. Like I, I got a tick up in my junk and, uh, I need you to help me get it out. And he's like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing shit, man. You, like I'm done. Did you, like, call I, junk, did you call it junk? Did you call it junk, Glenn? Is that actually, the oh, word you use? man, I, I have no idea what I called it. Um, I, I recall the high points in this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure I just said dick a bunch of times. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is, too, is like you're you're in the military. You're, I mean, this is drill sergeants and, you know, boot camp. So, like, there's no you're not even allowed to, like, talk and hang out in red face. Right. Like it's, it's when you're talking to a drill sergeant, it's, you're, you're supposed to say, like, this private needs to go to the bathroom. You know, like you're supposed to talk in third person. Right. So. Anyways, uh, he comes up and he's like, all right, what do you want me to do? And I said, just need you to hold a flashlight. So here I am standing in the port john facing this other dude. And he's he's not like his head's not waist height by any means, but he's facing me. And it clearly my answer now. Right now, now, it couldn't have looked worse to that drill sergeant that came around the corner and saw this dude like you know like <laughs> holding the flashlight my pants are down we're facing each other right and and um yeah so anyways he flipped out i mean absolutely flipped out on us and uh um he asked me what i was doing and asked me where i got the matches because he could smell the matches and i was start, you know starting fires out there and, like he went through all of the regulations that i was breaking and i was just like you know joe sergeant this private has a tick in his privates like it gets literally can't get any worse so anyways i um oh man yeah that's what i thought so 
fast forward, they're like, first of all, he told me to just pull it out. I'm like, you can't just pull it out. You know, like that stuff is, you know, the head stays in there. I'm done. Like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be neutral for the rest of my life. Have you, were you like thinking like maybe I'll chug water and try to get the push out? That was a thought, but I, I couldn't imagine trying to pee with a, with like at this point. So by the time I got into this to, you know, like from when we first started, right, where I just saw some legs to now, he is bulbous at the end. He's drawing massive amounts of blood in. My end of my shit is like swelling up. And on top of all of that, uh, I now have burns all over the end of my stuff because I've, I've taken open matches too. And I even like lit the match, let it, you know, let it go for a little bit and then like blew it out and then put it right on trying to like poke him, you know, like I have to, I put a match out on my shit. Right. So anyways, um, they they're like, all right, fine. So we'll send you to sit call. So I go to sit call and it's, it's just constant over and over again, explaining what I said, you know, like I, this private has a tick in the end of his penis <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and like, I've been talking in third person nonstop. So by like the 15th person that I've had to tell it's a major and he's a doctor and, um, you know, uh, he's like, okay, so I see foreign body in genitals. What, what's going on? Like, what'd you stick up there? You know? And that's, that's what the report says. And, uh, uh, you know, sir, this, this private has a, a tick in the end of his penis. And, uh, he's like, if this, if, that private doesn't stop talking in third person. This major is going to kick that private's ass. He's like, stop enough. I'm Greg, you know, like yeah. just whatever his first name was. Well, Greg, and, here's the deal. There's a tick up my yeah. dick. Help me out, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. So he's like, all right, let's, let's, let's see. So I, I dropped my stuff for like the, literally I've dropped my stuff now in front of like four different people already today. Right. And so I'm talking about everybody. Hu- a, a lesson in humility, right? Uh, I mean, pride, humility, embarrassment, yeah. you know, all of that is just, yeah. So um, he, his reaction was the best. Whoa. He's like, man, I wish I had a camera. My colleagues are never going to believe this. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, sir, can we please do something about this? Like, this is, this is getting bad. And now it's like. I look like I've got an STD, right? Like, I, I mean, it's, it is, we're, we're, we're easily four or five hours into me waking up. It, I woke up at like five or 6 AM because I obviously had to have a flashlight, right? So it's before sunrise. Um, and now I'm like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. So, so he, uh, he's looking and he's like, okay. He's like, I, you know, I'm just trying to assess. He's like, so I'm, I'm seeing that he's very large. Um, what's all the red and, and like the white, he's like, you get into something or, you know, like he's, he doesn't want to say, do you got an STD? And, uh, I said, uh, you know, sir, I actually went and got some matches from MRE and tried to burn it out. He's like, Whoa, hold on. He's like, son, you mean to tell me that you took an open flame to the end of your junk? <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir, I did. That's the only thing I knew to do. That's what the Boy Scouts taught me, right? 
<laughs> and uh, he he's like, you are more of a man than I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you, sir. Can we please do something about this? And uh, yeah, so anyways, he uh, um, took me into this room. It was kind of looked like a, a outpatient surgery kind of set up. Very cold, I remember, um, in the gown. And no, you know, they've got like the curtains that you can put up and around, but they're not they're all open and they brought out the trays that you see like on a little cart. That's normal. And there's, she's like taking scalpels and stuff and whatnot out of packages. And, you know, my heart's racing. And then they reel in this like canister looking thing. It's got the, the best way I can put it. It looked like oxyacetylene torches, you know, it's just like two canisters and they wheel them in. And uh, yeah, they uh, I'm, I'm like, man, what, What's going on? Like, it would gas me? That'd be great. I'd love it to gas me. You know, like, that'd be freaking awesome. Or you're like, to be, those matches yeah. aren't going to be nothing if they're going to torch <laughs> this thing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And then um, he told me, he's like, um, you know, we're going to have to use liquid nitrogen to isolate the area. We can't have any issues um, with this. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever, I mean, I trust you, you know, like, this is new to you, it's new to me, let's, you know, let's roll, so I just want to get this thing out, and I really don't want to lose my stuff, you know, like, I really don't want to lose my junk, at this point, I've had no kids. What, you're like 20 years old, 18, Yeah, exactly, yeah, I'm I'm 19, I actually, I turned 19 after I graduated basic, so I'm still 18 at this time. And don't know that, you know, in my future, I'm going to have five children. But uh, uh, I was definitely thinking it wasn't likely at this moment. And uh, yeah, so anyways, um, the what he used is that liquid nitrogen. It's the same thing that they use for like burn off warts, right? That's it. I've had that and that's not comfortable. Yeah, it's not it, it, like they first they'll numb it, right? They'll numb the area and then they hit you uh, and it's just you know, it's just dry ice basically. Um, and freezer burning or something area, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They just free, they they kill the the flesh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, like there's, there's pain and all of that. And then it kind of goes away and then it'll fall off. Right. So I'm like, Oh, they're going to put something that, you know, makes flesh fall off on my junk. Great. This the is most sensitive only... of sensitive yeah. areas. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, I uh, take, you know, he does this thing and he gets ready and puts my junk out there, and um, they can't reach in. He's trying to get with the tweezers. Once he's done liquid nitrogen, he's trying to get the tweezers and like pull. Did that liquid nitrogen hurt like hell? I no, it didn't, and this is why it didn't then. Okay, and this is why. Um, they it it was so inflamed, right? There's so much going on there. Like, there's no. It's just like if you were to like take your thumb and like go like this, and then try to touch your thumb after you've you know held on to it. Like, you're not gonna feel it anymore. You've lost the feeling. That's what it was like. So it was just pressure, right? So he's like digging at this thing, can't get it out. And he's like, we're going to have to cut this out. And like everything went through my head as to what this is going to be like. It was actually fairly simple. Um, they kind of just like did a little scoop of the flesh in the area to make sure that they wanted to make sure that they got the entire specimen. 
right? So, I mean, that was an eighth of an inch I couldn't afford. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I just facts. And uh, so I was also, I've been married to Morgan now for 16 years this year. Her and I were dating at the time. So uh, after this entire ordeal, I ended up writing a letter to her, kind of like drawing a diagram of, you know, what happened. <laughs> Please tell me she concerned. still has it. Please tell me she still has it. <laughs> I'm sure she does. She has an entire box of all of my letters. So uh, I'm sure she still has my diagram. Can you send that That's to us? That's the picture I want to use. Yes. Can we use that video. for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll have to get that out there. So, um, yeah. So basically he scoops it out or whatever and then they have to cauterize the area because i mean i'm bleeding profusely right so they cauterize it they bandage it up and in good army form i don't have any uh i don't know what you'd even call it uh like rest and recovery time i'm literally doing physical training we call it pt i'm literally doing pt within 30 minutes to an hour post me getting my gown off i'm back out in the field Mm. doing pt and i mean like i told them like i can't you know like i've got stuff and i've got like my bdus are like just packed full of gauze and you know it, it was such a nightmare so then we had this female drill sergeant because this is fort jackson so it's not like hardcore you know army infantry and all that and uh i was an intel guy i was a pogue so uh female drill sergeant but man i'll tell you what i would take i would take six like hardcore dude drill sergeants over this one female she was she was that one when she started yelling like you could see the veins start here and it went all the way up through her forehead when she was yelling like she just oh she was rough she dubbed me private tick dick and for the rest of now, mind you, like I'm dating this girl, but like she's in Michigan, I'm down here. Like I'm trying to still look like a stud, you know, and I, now everyone knows, like she went through the whole thing. She's like, oh, you know, I lost a few inches I heard over at Zip Call Bay. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, it's an eighth of an inch. You can't talk back to them. Right. right? You're just like, yes, Joe Sergeant, you know, like that's it. You can't do anything to fight back. So um, I never made a claim against the military for that incident right so let's just be clear i didn't like get disability or anything like like that i probably could have i also don't know if that's when my symptoms started um so i mean probably now would be a good time to, to talk more about what those symptoms are so um fast forward a long time uh it would be like 2011 2012 um, I'm at ATA and we're in India or Louisville. I don't know which one it was. And one of my coworkers at Insights, um, Cole Barthel, uh, we we're sitting down eating and he said, Hey, can I get some nachos with chicken? And I'm like, what kind of nachos are chicken nachos? Like, you know, nachos are beef. And, and they had like, you know, carnitas nachos too, like the pork and whatnot. And it, really good nachos there. And he said he wanted chicken. And, um, he said, no, man, I just found out I got this, uh, got this thing. It's called alpha gal syndrome. And, uh, he said, I, I just go into full breakouts whenever I have, um, whenever I have beef or pork. <laughs> and I'm like, 
it just kind of hit me. I was like, man, I'm experienced the same thing, but I never correlated it to beef and pork. Actually, what I was noticing was I was going to bed and in the evenings, about 11 o'clock midnight, sometimes even, you know, one in the morning, I would wake up profuse stomach pains, like cramps in my stomach. I mean, bring a grown man to tears kind of pain inside. And then yeah. like my entire arms and everything blowing up. I mean, like full on looks like I got poison ivy. And I mean, it, it starts off as a little itch. And then within five minutes, I'm full balloon, right? Like I'm full on. And, um, uh, didn't know what it was. So I've got like hypoallergenic sheets. We're, we've got like an extra filter system. I've changed the, I've replaced the ducting in my bedroom. Cause I'm thinking that it's associated with my bedroom. It's always happening at night. Well, the thing was, is I was always eating beef and pork in the evenings. And then when I'm, when I go to sleep, it takes you four to six hours to process beef and pork. And so that's when I'm having a majority of my tax, you know, um, and at this point, bacon wasn't triggering as bad, which is why I didn't notice it for breakfast. Right. So like bacon was, was good, but I was, I've never really been a sausage, um, breakfast length sausage kind of person. Um, so, you know, bacon in the morning didn't have a whole lot of reaction and then any kind of beef or pork at night, which I was eating steaks and burgers nightly, you know? And, um, so yeah, so anyways, I'm, I'm allergic to beef and pork, um, and we've also found that um, there's a there is an allergy to lamb. Um, I haven't tried it, so I really don't know. Um, I know I tried goat, and goat was fine, which it's actually kind of interesting because goat's fine, and so is venison. Um, and I found out venison because my son uh, shot a deer on Drummond Island two years ago, and uh, I, I told myself, I'm like, I have to have some jerky for my son's first deer. Like I have to. You know, that's like a requirement. So I drove up to the emergency room in Traverse City and I sat outside the emergency room and I tore that bag of beef jerk or the venison jerky up, man. <laughs> and uh yeah, so anyways, um, but uh he was telling me about that and, and I said, Okay, sounds like you have what I have and um so then I went to the to the allergy specialist or whatever it was and they sent my blood off to the Mayo Clinic and they came back and like, Yep, you got it. <laughs> So, uh, I've had one incident where I, um, uh, probably needed an EpiPen, but didn't have it. Um, it's called anaphylactic shock where they can't breathe. Um, and it's when you inhale the protein that's responsible for it. Um, mine was at a, a big John steak and onion and, in, in I think Wawasa or Lansing somewhere down South Michigan. And, um, yeah, they have like steak on a griddle. And I walked in and it's like up in the air and I just about died right there. So um supposed to carry an EpiPen on me. I don't always all the time. I do when I travel just to make sure, but most restaurants have EpiPens, um, you know, as part of their health requirements. So um yeah, I think I covered most of it. What questions do you have? <laughs> well, just like the alpha gal is um I don't know that it's exclusive. This is where we need the scientists here, but the uh, exclusive to the Lone Star tick. Um, I know that's one of them that is is really known to carry that. And you did spend some time in Texas. I guess I just think Lone Star in Texas, but they are in our region as well. I mean, I think I saw somebody last yeah. year find them in Ohio, and yeah, 
Yeah, the, the Lone Star tick is called a Lone Star from what I understand because of the it looks like a Lone Star on its back. It's a dot, actually, but it looks like a Lone Star, like a single star on its back. Um, it has nothing to do with Texas. Um, and in fact, there's probably more of them in Oklahoma and Louisiana than there is in Texas. But um, and that's where uh, Cole and I did a lot of our hunting um we did a lot of stuff together in texas um i I wasn't in oklahoma very much with them but uh louisiana we were we did a lot um and and then yeah i mean i'm all over the country anyways but it it was just really weird for two guys in the same company to have the same issue and we hunted together all the time so um yeah all the time often you know so um yeah it was uh it was really crazy in fact realtree did a uh story on us years ago um um, Josh Honeycutt wrote a story on us um, about about ticks and whatnot. And apparently, like, pork did not affect Cole as much. Pork is now probably one, my number one killer. Um, and then a couple of other things, too, that come out of this are, you know, number one, like, it changes your entire diet. Like, black bean burgers are the only thing that you're going to eat. You know, like, you actually have to sound like, like a vegetarian when you go to a restaurant and um, I catch a lot of flag for it, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, um, you gotta make sure, I mean, you're on the road and you stop at Burger King and you want to get a sandwich quick, just cause it's, you know, you're trying to get somewhere fast. You can't, you can't just order an egg and cheese croissant, which, right. That they're going to take a sausage patty off of that mug, put that thing back together, wrap it up and send it down the chute. Right. And then you're going to eat it, not realizing that you had cross contamination. And four hours from now, you're going to be feeling it and you're going to be blowing up and itching and your skin's going to be. I mean, my whole body does. And then it's inside. What happens on the outside happens on the inside, too. That's what that's what hurts. I didn't realize it was that like sensitive for them to take the piece of meat off. And you got that much of the protein content there. It's still yeah. going to do it, huh? Yeah, it can, it, it can go into the air. Like, I can't go to a Japanese steakhouse, you know, hibachi grill, right? Because they're going to be out there doing that. Um, uh, Matt Pell from uh, Acubo took us took us to uh, uh, a Brazilian steakhouse. And, like, I tell him, like, look, I can oh, only God. have chicken. And so they bring out a skewer of beef, chicken, and pork, and they, like, try to slide the chicken off. And I'm like, no, like, I can't. So I just ordered every dessert on the menu. So, Pell, if you want to know why your bill was so expensive, it's because I didn't get any <laughs> chicken that wasn't cross-contaminated. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it does. It changes. It changes everything. And then the other thing too is like people try to people will try to accommodate you, and not them not knowing usually ends up making it more difficult or more awkward or whatever. And so my mother just last year. For my birthday she's like oh i'm gonna make you this really nice mexican dish or whatever and i never even thought about it right i didn't i didn't think you know well like what's mom gonna make so she makes this dinner and like in the tacos and in the on the plates and like it's just this nice authentic looking mexican meal and she used refried beans and refried beans are made with pork fat right so the entire birthday meal i couldn't touch and she, you know, she's over there like crying and I'm like, mom, it's okay. You know, I'm sorry, but 
um, it, people do. They try to accommodate you. I, I thought going to Buffalo Wild Wings was safe. They use beef tallow to cook their chicken wings in. You know, you wouldn't freaking know that unless your life depended on it. You know, so uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out when you're you know, and and the only thing that's safe is what you know. So like, I usually bring my own stuff, you know, or I'll just drink more, you know, because that's that's always an option too. So, so you 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 had this just this traumatic experience with with a tick, and then you've got this this health you know impact your health for the, for the rest of your life. So, you know, as hunters, I think we we take for granted you know, the impact that ticks have because we all get them, you know, and, and, you know, a majority of the time they're crawling up us and we just take them and chuck them out the truck and never think about it. And then, you know, we find them, you know, a couple hours later and it's, it's not as, as, as traumatic. So, you know, I think, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm just like, meh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, it's going to be okay. But I mean, do you take extra precaution now when you go into the woods, spring, summer, fall, it's a tool May- void. I mean, there's still yeah. stuff that you can get. There's still tick-borne yeah. illnesses that you can get. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I they're they are my nemesis, man. Like it's it's uh it's mainly for my kids though. Like I I, I don't I would never I don't care like what you've done to me in, in my life or yours. Like I would never wish what I've got on anybody. Um and yeah, precaution is the number one. Um and in you know it this is the way I look at it. It's a small step to be able to protect something that could end up being a very large step. If you don't, you know, like that's, I think that's the biggest message that I've always had is like, it's really not that difficult to treat your stuff with like Sawyer permethrin, you know? And then I think it's lethal is the one that is like the most um, it's called lethal by the, the brand lethal. Um, I think that's what it is. And, uh, like there's a YouTube video out there where like they're on a, they're on like a player's razor and the tick is like walking across the dash. They like take it off of the skin, put it on the dash and then they put their finger on the dash and it starts crawling towards their finger. And then they like spray their finger down with that lethal and they put it back on the dash and the tick literally just like, he gets like two inches away and turns around and, and just flees. And I was like, that's all I need to know or all I need to see to, to, you know, want to use this stuff. So um, oh, I'm a big believer yeah, really, in it. I, I started a couple yeah. years ago treating my clothes with it, um, specifically during turkey season because it's spring and you think of the bugs being out and stuff. And I mean, I coming back in and I wouldn't ever find them on there. Uh, and I'd have, you know, guy who was hunting right next to me pulling three or four out. Um, yeah. So I'm a huge believer in that. It needs it. It smells a little bit. So for deer, it may be a different story. But then again, uh, maybe play the wind a little bit better to keep keep out of what you have had to deal with. So, and and I don't know where it's like for you. Like up here, we're not worrying about ticks after July or August. You know, we're just not. I mean, it's not a thing um, up here in the spring. It's horrid. You know, mushroom hunting, uh, turkey hunting, fly fishing. You know, all of that early stuff, and then into like walleye fishing and whatnot like i've we've been fly fishing and just loaded with ticks and we're on the water we're like how did these even get on us um but yeah they're they're this year's going to be bad this will probably be the worst and like i said i mean it's it's a marginal effort to be able to stop from having to deal with it um and i you know i just never thought i'd be in a situation where i'd be like 
you know, yeah, make sure that you, you protect yourself, but you really do need to, you know, um, I, you don't want this. Yeah. Uh, now I will say there's some people that, and there'll probably be folks that are already thinking this, like I, there's word out that after three years or five years or seven years or whatever, it wears off, there's different therapies and whatnot that you can get. I haven't really pursued anything. Honestly, it's probably helped me a little bit not eating a bunch of beef and pork, uh, to be honest, you know, but, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it would be really nice when I, if, if God gives me the opportunity to know that it's, the end is near, I'm definitely ordering a bacon wrapped, uh, filet that's covered in ribs. And like, it's just one big mash together, like smash burger with like ribs and bacon <laughs> and filet. And deep so, fried beef tallow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it like those those uh um the power dinner at ATA we had those like those sirloin sliders or whatever, and I was like, dude, like, it's just like it's just one. But uh, it hasn't gotten any better for me. It's actually gotten worse. So I'm home that I can see at the end of the tunnel, but nope. Did I lose you? You're good. Nope. There you are. You're back. You just came back. Okay. We got, we got most of that. The, um, all right. All right. So I'm sure there's people out there wondering, did you save the tick? (laughs) Well, we don't know exactly what one it was. Um, but the one from the military, absolutely not. It was, uh, it was, you know, in and out of sick call and back into the field. So, um, like it never happened. The only thing that stuck with me was the tick tick story. And, uh, it's, I'll tell you what, if you, if everybody's having a fun time at the bar, someone's going to ask for the tick story and it's going to be a major downer. Like it's, <laughs> it's so funny how like dudes, like they're just, after you get done telling the story that <laughs> like the loudest guys in the room are just silent. They're just, cause they're just thinking like, man, what if that happened to me? Like, like you were saying, Paul, they're like, I pulled so many of those things off of me, you know, I mean, and they, so they, they know they get, it's relatable, you know? So yeah, it, it's, um, and it, it doesn't happen just to guys. That's the thing. Like, let's just be really clear. Like, um, it does, they're, they're not like just go ticks. Aren't just going after guys in the woods. Right. So this is everybody. Uh, um, and that's what I said. Like my kids are the big ones because, um, I just to deal with the thing. There's conspiracy theories. Okay, well then just make everybody allergic to beef and pork. So uh that's not the case. Chick-fil-A is not behind this. Um but uh you know there's there's conspiracy theories that vegans did this or vegetarians or whatever. Vegans I guess it'd be. And uh yeah, it's not them either, right? It's just uh um, we've had some more, some warmer seasons and more mild winters and, um, more people are disturbing, uh, terrain. Uh, so like, you know, clear cutting areas and building food plots and all that. You start doing that to the trees and the roots and the stumps and all that stuff. Like expect ticks to just blow up in your area. Um, if you clear out an area for a garage or a shed or, you're building a food plot and you're going to take out some trees. Like that's when you're going to start to see an increase in um, tick activity. So definitely protect yourself. Even when you're not hunting, you're just prepping, doing land management stuff. Glenn, you ever seen a pseudo scorpion? 
no, I, I, I heard about one and then you were, yeah. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen one in, in real life. I forgot. I think I forgot. You and I were talking about it and I, I got to send you the link. Yeah. But it looks like a tick with like these scorpion yeah. arms. So they're actually pretty harmless, I guess, to us. But man, that was scary because I had the, your story going through my mind <laughs> and this thing with these massive pinchers. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Suckers yeah, in then, there just doing work. Well, I was going to oh. say, like, he, he could back in, right. you know, and then, like, you know, just try to keep on snapping at you like a samurai. Oh, shit. A Texas yeah. in there. I got your dick. <laughs> <laughs> just snapping the end of it. So, so real, real question. Um, yeah. Did it flat spot it? Uh, you know, if you're ever in a urinal around ATA and you hear what sounds like a fire hose in the urinal, <laughs> you can bet your ass that Glenn is standing next to you. Glenn, uh, Glenn with one end. So. <laughs> yeah, old Private Tick Dick is nearby. That might be the title of the episode, <laughs> oh, Private Tick Dick. God, what what a story. Glenn, thanks for sharing it, man. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 continue not to not to cook pork or beef around you. Uh, yeah, well, on, turkey seat. We we all drew tags, so we did for Michigan. So yep, Michigan. Hopefully, here we come. Uh, yeah, we'll be able to eat more chicken and turkey sausage, fish, and yeah. yeah Brought to you by Glenn. Chick-fil-A. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you, man. All right.